0: Welcome back to the Always Aggressive Podcast, Corey Palm, alongside Tanner Lipson down there in the uh, in the in the bottom left corner of course, uh, head coach Tony Ursland, and joining us this week our third and final senior, Nate Lemix, in the house. Nate, uh, thanks for thanks for joining us. I Appreciate uh, you taking the time and what is you know typically a pretty busy week for uh, for graduating seniors. Maybe maybe not as much this year. Uh, uh, tell me. Just from your perspective, what's the last uh, the last month or so been like?
1: Yeah, good morning. Thanks for having me, guys. That's um, funny you say. It's uh, normally pretty busy. Um, I actually don't have any exams next week, and just finished up like our last lab report last night. So I got a couple more small things to do for like a personal finance class, but then then I'm done. Really wrapping things up early this year. So, but yeah, like the past month, it's it's been. I've been pretty busy, you know, with those like I said we haven't had exams, but we've had more projects, project-based classes, you know, and then like getting that all done online, setting up a lot of these Zoom meetings with my uh, my team and stuff. So it feels good to kind of finally get over that get over that hump from the past couple weeks have been pretty busy, so now get to relax a little bit.
2: It's uh, it's interesting. We have, you know, the three senior, you know, Dylan and Christian have already been on of our three seniors, you know, Dylan has already graduated.
1: I was just thinking that, yeah.
2: Christian has another year of school left. You're the only guy that that That's is really ready to graduating, do the cap and gown
1: Yeah. Cuz I'm planning on taking some pictures and stuff this weekend at least. I mean, put on I don't, I didn't order the cap and gown, but I'll put on a nice shirt anyways and <laughs> I'm thinking like I, I'm not even going to have any of the other guys to do it with me, so yeah, it's been a, it's been a little weird. Um, there's a, you know,
2: I saw something in the paper about the committee. They're, they're sending out like virtual commencement packages out to people from Purdue. Yeah. Um, I saw some some
1: thing. online thing. I, I don't know what that all I that's all going to be about, but I saw some people are starting to get their diplomas in the mail, but I had that sent back home. So I don't have that to take a picture with. There you go. No. With these
3: pictures, Nate, are you going to have Mom and Dad uh, get dressed up too? I mean, you're going to make Terry put on a tie, Sandy put, you know, I mean,
1: no, they're not. What are we going to do here? (laughs) I was just going to do it here, like I can't even get in the wrestling room or like in the locker room or anything either. So I don't know. Do the do the Purdue arch, do it in front of Purdue Engineering Building. So (laughs) we've been going (laughs) for uh, we've been down statue. We've
2: been taking Zeke for
1: walks on campus the
2: last uh, few days when the weather's been nice, yeah, and it's been crazy to see like. There's been there's been kids out there like, you know, taking graduation photos with their cell phones, you know. Like. That's kind
1: of my plan is like hopefully I run into somebody that did order the down, <laughs> and see if I can like get a snag a quick <laughs> picture with it. They don't they're not too scared of the corona. <laughs> I have to tell them well. that.
3: I'll tell you it'll be a good reason to get you back down here when we can right I mean, now we got to get you into the wrestling room and yeah, do the pictures yeah. or whatever else you want so uh at least I got a good excuse to get you back down here exactly. uh this summer or the fall you
1: know I know they're like offering the opportunity to like actually walk in the fall or in next spring if we want to so. oh that's cool okay yeah. okay I hadn't heard that that's good that's good yeah
2: it's it's kind of everything's different obviously so it's a uh, it's good to hear that you're, you're making the best of it and, um, you know, taking it in stride. That's kind of all we can
1: do, yeah. right? Yeah, there's nothing else to do. I mean, it's <laughs> what it is. Everybody's going through some stuff right now.
2: So, well, Nate, you, um, you hold a very interesting position in, uh, in this program in the fact that you were the first major commit that, uh, that Coach Ersling got at Purdue after he took the head coaching job um he he went up the road to to Grand Rapids and uh and convinced you convinced you to come down here for for the last 5 years and uh I just wanted to know like what you know what was that process like for you what was what was being on the recruiting end of of coach Ursland in his first his first go go-round as a head coach
1: yeah so when did you take the the position like July right uh, no, well, it was
3: actually, uh, June, early June is when I yeah. was hired. in yeah.
1: <clears throat> yeah. So that was like June before my junior year. So I was, I mean, I'd been taking some unofficial visits that spring and, you know, I'd been planning on signing that fall. So it was pretty late in my recruiting process. Um, I think it was actually my friend Craig Shudich who, you know, reached out and mentioned it like, cause I, I had never really considered Purdue. Before, before that, you know, obviously the old coaching staff hadn't reached out to me, so you know, then had some interest from Coachesland and checked it out. You know, school was like going to be one of my priorities. You know, help me narrow, narrow it down, and you know, get rid of a lot of schools. And saw that they had a good engineering program down here at Purdue. You know, so that was at least a reason to come check it out. You know, so Coach Erzland and Coach Tonelli at the time came up and did a visit and. I felt real comfortable with them, came down even before, like, took an, I didn't, yeah, I took one official visit down here, but came, spent some time before this as an unofficial and really felt comfortable with the guys down here on the team. Like, a lot of them were from Indiana or Wisconsin, you know, Midwest area. Uh, Another one of the schools I've been looking at was Lehigh, where obviously a lot of the kids were from Pennsylvania, you know, out east, and it was just a little bit of a different feel, and I really felt comfortable more comfortable down here with these guys and that this coaching staff was gonna you know support me and set me up to be successful in both school and wrestling and you know I'm happy with my choice for sure
2: coach what was that like from your end you know you're 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 you got the head coaching pants on for the first time and you're going after your first big fish uh what was the process like for you
3: yeah you know it's it was a blur right i mean and here we are you know a little over five years later and it's still kind of a blur but um No, it was great. I remember having watched Nate when I was still at Nebraska win Flow Nationals and looked really impressive doing it. I think you were wearing that Scooby Doo singlet uh, out there at Flow Nationals, right? Am I right? I I I (laughs) I can remember being an assistant coach, watching Nate win Flow Nationals, and just being like, you know, impressed, right, with Nate, you know, being very impressed. You know, uh, aggressive guy, good leg attacks, can score points. You know, I mean things that you look for, that I that I value and look for. And then uh, you know, then I, I got the job and and um, started to investigate more. And you find out, you know, he's a sharp kid. I uh, wanted to be an engineer, in fact, you know, and and so a lot of things kind of lined up. And I thought. You know, if if we're gonna start a program, you want to start with people who kind of identify with with what you do. You know what I mean? That's always important. I just believe we've talked enough about culture on this show that you want to find kids who uh, identify with your philosophy or you know your values are similar. And and certainly felt that was a very strong um, case with with Nate. You know, academics were a huge priority. Obviously, he had a lot of physical gifts. You know, won a number of state titles in Michigan and. And uh, looked fantastic, winning that flow title. So, no, it was it was just a, let's hit the ground running. Here's a great uh, great guy that we would love to start building this program on as well.
2: Nate, the evolution of the program over the last five years has been uh, pretty incredible. With you know uh, making some major statements this year with with all Americans and a fifth place you know performance at Big Tens, and you know you've gotten to be a part of that entire journey. When you look back at you know, the decision you made there and, and the impact it's made on you from a wrestling perspective, like what what does it what does it mean to you to be a part of that that emergence and that growth for Purdue?
1: Yeah, I mean this year taking fifth in the Big Ten and like having a winning Big Ten season like it you know, I know it's a lot for the coaches and everybody, but it's kinda of like a relief and some weight off my shoulders too. Um, you know, when I first committed Purdue was, you know, known as bottom of the big time, frankly, you know, that wasn't really a negative thing for me. You know, it was an opportunity to kind of see this through. Um, You know, everybody knows, I think that, you know, turn a program around in one, two years even, you know, but those third and fourth years is, you know, everybody's working hard and kind of waiting for the results. So finally I think really get the ball rolling. You know, like we said, I was, part of that first recruiting class. So now Coach Shurzlin's had a chance to get all five of his guys uh, in the room now. So you know, we've seen the benefit of that and all the coaches that he's been bringing in. So you know, it, I'm happy to go off on a high note here this year and see the ball start rolling.
3: Yeah, I, and I would add, too, guys, I just think, um, you know, Nate has been instrumental in that. I mean, it, you just, you don't go from A to Z, and and by no means are we where we want to be, right? I'm going to throw that out there for the, the, the team that's still here, so if they're listening, they don't get, you know, they're not going to get too comfortable, but certainly, um, you know, there's been great strides, and you've got to take those steps in between, and Nate was very, you know, instrumental in us taking each of those steps, which allowed us to get, get where we are, you know, this year so i'm um, always going to be uh grateful that him and his parents trusted trusted us in this program and um and you know he he can be proud that uh, he was a big part of what we've done and you know we've heard a lot of guys talk this year um nate our especially you know Devin or dylan and um and christian talked about really enjoying the team this year and i, I think that just speaks to your guys's character as as upperclassmen you know what i mean that you have all embraced you know being leaders for the team and and that has really shown in, in what i consider a strong year and and something we can really build on so uh, i i do appreciate everything nate's done because there was all those little steps on the way and nate was was a big part of those
2: he definitely was, um, Nate. You you uh, you did a lot of things in your four years. You know, you spent a lot of time on the mat. Um, almost seventy career wins. Uh, the bulk of those coming at one hundred and forty-one pounds, and some pretty outstanding uh, sophomore and junior seasons. Two-time NCAA qualifier. Spent spent a a good chunk of time in the national rankings at one forty-one. Um, you know, tell us what what are some of your best memories from from being on the mat and 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 being being, uh, you know, on that national scene at 141.
1: Mm. Yeah, I mean, mean, me talk about best memories, like, you know, it's funny, like, the thing that I'll probably, like, carry with me the most is that that Rutgers duel this year, you know, getting to start off that on a win, and then, like, that was was so exciting, you know. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, really leaving my mark, you know, somewhat in getting in, the national scene like you said and at 141 that, that was pretty cool and getting a chance to compete on the big stage like it's nothing nothing quite like that so it was a lot of fun I mean I don't know but you know like I said I mean it ultimate goal is to be an all-american nobody really wants to be a NCA qualifier so you know some of the good memories will be you know from what the team did this year too as well so
2: well, you know, it's, it's cool that you bring up this year and, and I'd love to hear some of coach's thoughts about this because, you know, I really felt like you were the ultimate utility guy. You know, you, uh, you did whatever the team needed and whatever coach asked of you this year, you know, wrestle up a weight, wrestle up two weights, coach, I got you. I'm in, I got, you know, we'll do it. Let's do it. Um, and, and it's, you know, and you know, it goes back to that whole thing that coach was just talking about, like the, you know, the legacy and the, the mark that you seniors left on this program, I think, you know, you talk about the Rutgers duel, the fact that you went out, you know, you were the starter in, um, you know, you started in at least four, if not all five of our Big Ten wins, if I have to, if I count that correctly. Nope, four. So, you you started at Northwestern, at Maryland, at Rutgers, and at Illinois, and uh, and got dubs in, in three of those four. Um, so, you know, it was it – was, um, you definitely – major impact in the lineup when you were in there this year I thought it was I thought it was pretty impressive all around
1: yeah I mean one of the themes that coach was talking about a lot this year is being grateful to compete you know especially coming down to January February of my 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 senior season I mean it's pretty easy to really be in the moment realize like wow this this is almost done you know and looking back it's like Try and you know the challenges to like how do you keep that mindset even when you're a freshman sophomore, like go out every match like it's your last one, so but yeah, these last last you know dual meet season was a lot of fun, and I really think just go out you know who, who cares just these are your last ones, go have fun so yeah i
3: you know I would say too with with uh Nate, you know his. His career, right, sacrifice is is been a big deal. Like he he had there's there's personal sacrifice, guys, to make one forty one. I mean, he's a big guy, right? I mean, yeah. he's a big guy and there was a huge commitment on his part there for two years to make one forty one. So there's a lot of there's a lot of sacrifice. And he did well. He did a nice job at that weight, you know, um, this year, went up a weight. You know, it, it didn't work out as far as being in the lineup as the regular guy, but when he was had to be ready again. Right. I mean, he was ready, you know, he was ready at 149. He helped win us a a couple of really big duels. You know what I mean? And, and still was a great team leader. And that's the, I guess that's the thing I'll always think about Nate too, is, you know, you know, the, the sacrifice that he's kind of shown is is really helped this program grow, as I said. So I always think of it in that way. And, and, you know I've in my career I was you know I was a starter at Iowa but I was a backup too right I mean I I was on that side and and to be ready and to do your job when called upon um you know you got to do it for other reasons you know we talk about having a why and it's not just uh for myself reason you know what I mean that why for the team I think was huge for Nate and uh I think, Nate, you even uh, talked about when we did your, your exit, you know, interview, end of the year talk here, maybe a week or two ago, you talked about, you know, you were thinking about the team, you know, just being ready and, and, and being that guy in the room. Because I thought you were doing some of your best wrestling, you know, in January, February in the room. And, you know, when we talked about it, you was like, yeah, man, I just wanted, I just wanted to help everybody and I wanted to be ready myself. And I thought that was, took you to a really good place with your wrestling.
1: Yeah, for sure, and I'm so grateful that I had those last opportunities, even at 157, 165, I mean, asking me to do that, like, it it was pretty fun, I mean, you know, the whole 165 deal, like, moving up two weight classes, I mean, really three from last year, like, you know, like, of course, I knew there was a chance that I would go out there and get hurt, and unfortunately, that happened, but, like, you know, as it turned out, with, like, Evan Wick defaulting in the bracket, like, I'm so glad that I did it. And if I hadn't have done it, I would have felt terrible. Like, Oh my gosh, I could have legitimately had a chance here. So. Yeah.
3: Uh, for those that don't know, I guess I'll pr- put the background in this is uh obviously nate many would know he was up at 165 for us um, but what he's talking about is uh evan wick uh who was hurt had defaulted and that created a really clear path for uh, for the guy who wanted it to uh, to get to nationals i mean just the way it shook out uh, i don't think you could have convinced anybody on this call right now that that nate wasn't going to nationals you know with the way it, it shook out so so very unfortunate but um, as Nate said, you know, nothing is ever guaranteed. And, and that's, you know, why we always tell the guys, you know, be grateful and, and uh, you know, value every opportunity to compete because you never know. And right, I, yeah. I guess with, with coronavirus now too, right? I mean, it's, we really didn't know this was
2: coming this year.
0: I, I it was, it was
2: amazing to see the bracket open up that way and the fact that, you know, Wick was the three seed. And, and I believe I read somewhere that he had a concussion the week of Big Tens, and that's why he defaulted. But it, it lined up for either the 12, the 13, or the 14 right. seed was right. going to get an automatic spot to nationals. So, and unfortunately, that you know, L, you you know injured your elbow there right at the right at the end of that match, and um,
0: yeah. That's didn't okay. get a chance so. to get in the box and swing. <laughs> right. I I gotta know. I gotta jump in here from what you guys can share. I'm sure there's some stuff that that you can't share. Is there always is behind the scenes. But what was that conversation like? between the two of you uh nate and coach about jumping up to 65 okay you know what this is the last go around let's do it yeah i know your two weight classes above where you're certified for for the season what what was what was that thought process like and how did that conversation go
3: yeah um here here, nate let me i'll go first and then i'll let you tell your thoughts on this because you know i think i know your thoughts but who knows really um (laughs) I, listen, after Nate had done everything he had done in the regular season, he had done a fantastic job and certainly uh, thought he deserved a wrestle-off and opportunities to compete for us. So it was during those, uh, those discussions when I approached him about a couple of different scenarios, you know what I mean? And just, just saying, Hey man, you've done a tremendous job. You're doing your best wrestling. I I just talked about it, you know, two minutes ago, he was doing some of his best wrestling I'd seen. So we definitely thought, you know, Hey, he deserves an opportunity. You know what I mean? Obviously nothing's ever given. You have to wrestle off and, and earn your way, but I just thought that he deserved the opportunity after everything that he had done and and the leadership he had shown. So, um, you know, I just came to him with, with a couple of different options and, and asked, said, Hey, you know, we want to see if you want to do this and where you're at. And, and uh, you know, Nate, uh, you know, kind of took advantage of it, I guess. So I'll let you kind of talk about your thoughts there, Nate, you know, based on those discussions.
1: Yeah. I mean, like I said, I'll be honest, like my first initial reaction was uh, I can't go out there at 165 and like, Russell freaking Evan Wick and Isaiah White but (laughs) you know after thinking about it for a couple days like like we've been saying kind of goes back to the team a lot of the guys wanted to you know like why not just go do it you know and it's like all right like if I can go out there and fight for a couple team points and be alongside you guys for a couple more matches like you know let's go do it so you know as it turned out glad to, like I said I'm glad that I did it you know it's just kind of like message for how you got to live life like you never know what's going to happen just go take the risk and send it
2: how great was making weight at big tens what was that I mean <laughs> I remember the the the, the kind of like sideways smile on your face the entire time but like really like what, what, how how was that for you as far as like didn't have to cut you didn't have to worry about anything you just went out there and wrestled
1: I got a lot of those comments, even, like, when I was making 49, like, just in the hotel room, like, the night before. It's like, whoa, Nate's actually, like, talking and hanging out instead of, like, (laughs) laying in my room. But, yeah, no, I think I weighed in at, like, 62. But it's funny, like, (laughs) I could have, like, probably could have got up to, like, 65 or something. But I was, like, I don't want a belly full of, like, food and stuff and then feel too slow. So, but, (laughs) yeah, and even at 57, like, just reminds you, like, I mean got a lot of thoughts about like cutting weight you know there's arguments for doing it arguments for not doing it but then it's a good reminder like getting to weigh in at your natural weight and like feel good especially on those one-hour weigh-ins I mean not have to worry about weight at all is nice.
3: Yeah, you know, and, and when you're talking about 57, this even takes me back. So I'm sorry for the uh, the sidebar, but um, yeah, Barone, who was just a a thin, tight match. I mean, you were in on the leg at the very end. We just we couldn't get the finish. You know, based on his, he was always doing the splits on us. We needed to kind of adjust the finish. But um, I mean, that guy ran through the Big Ten yeah, tournament. Big I mean, he ten, was yeah. was he third? He might have been third yeah. or fourth at the big, big Ten around. tournament. Oh, so. Yeah. It just shows, I mean, Nate was competitive at, at any weight. I mean, it's, you know, wrestling's wrestling. And, and um, you know, obviously, like you said, he, he felt good, you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, he, he wrestled some tough guys and, and was really competitive and right there
2: with, with those guys. Absolutely. Um, you know, let's transition from the fact that obviously very competitive on the mat, but um, equally competitive in the classroom. Uh, boasted one of the team's top gpas for the last five years uh, multi-time academic all big 10 multi-time nwca scholar all american um graduating with a degree in chemical engineering um how did you manage nate to balance such an intimidating major because i know that you know we were talking about it before we came on um both both coach and cory and i were were like chemical engineering the, I got nothing for you. I I can't speak intelligently on the subject, but you know, you, uh, you did it for four years. And and as as far as from from where I was standing, you made it look pretty easy.
1: Yeah. I mean, a lot of people kind of asked me that, and I guess I'll go back to back when I was in high school, like talk to a lot of people, like what's it mean to be an engineer? Like how much of a workload is that? Like, what's it mean to be a successful wrestler? Like how, like there's a few people, of course, who are doing both those. And it's like, I, I mean, I think I had an idea of what a commitment it was going to be, you know, and I go back to like, I made that choice to, I wanted to study engineering. I wanted to be a successful wrestler. You know, I didn't have to, could have chosen easier major. I could have chose not to wrestle, you know? So, you know, I really took that upon myself, like, all right, I made the commitment. I'm going to make this happen, you know? And then keeping those goals in the forefront of my mind, like, especially during season. I mean, it gets tough with working out twice a day and studying and stuff. So you got to wake up and remind yourself and be grateful that you're at such a great school, have a chance to get this education and have a chance to work hard and accomplish your goals on the mat as well. So, I mean, when you're really doing that, you're in the flow of things, you know, days just start to roll by and they all add up. And before you know it, here you are all done. So know it it flew by I mean it's just like I said holding myself to a standard like I had all the other guys on the team working hard so I had to push myself I got you know in chemical engineering graduating with you know 150 brilliant kids you know getting to work with them in projects and like I said I I chose to do that so I wanted to you know work just as hard as them in, in in school as well so
2: Coach, what was it like to, what has it been like to have a, a guy on the squad that could be, you know, obviously a pretty, you know, you listen to what he just said, um, pretty amazing role model for the kids that, you know, you've got on the team and the kids you're recruiting and, and being able to, you know, show off a guy like this that, you know, did what, did what he did both on the mat and in the classroom.
3: Yeah, I think it, it just goes back to, you know, when I said he was instrumental in everything that we've accomplished, right? I think sometimes, you know, um, you don't understand what's going on when you're in the middle of it. It's sometimes it's at the end when you take a step and look back that you really understand. And that's and that's kind of how I feel about Nate is maybe he's he has a, a really – big understanding of what's happened over the last four or five years now, you know? I mean, I thought it was a really important statement. He said, you know, every day you're doing it in a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, and then you're here. You know what I mean? And, and that's really, that's it, man. I mean, and you know, we, we talk a lot, you're either getting better or you're getting worse. It's, it's which way are you going? And he's been doing that, you know, this trajectory and it's going to pay off for him huge. And at the same time it's paid off for this team because there is a guy who said, I'm going to do both. You know, I don't have to sacrifice. I don't have to take an easier major just to get through here to, you know, have my wrestling career. You know, he made a commitment. And he honored his commitment and, you know, he has every right to feel really good about his career and his time here and and now, hey, let's let's find new goals, right? Let's chase new new goals, bigger things, and uh, you know he'll start he'll start kind of doing those things day to day, you know. And in in ten years, he can be like, here I am, you know. What I mean, here's another milestone, maybe. So I, I think it's been great for the program, you know. And um, you know, um, we'll always be uh, grateful for for you know what he's meant to this program.
2: Nate, you uh, a lot of people. You know, they get to this weekend and and they don't know what's next. They're like, "Oh, I'm graduating college. What do I do now?" <laughs> you are uh, you are not that person. You you know what's next. You've known what's next for a while. Um, tell us about it. Tell about tell us about what's what's next.
1: Yeah, so I had an internship last summer with Amway. They're back up in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and I was working in project engineering and received a full time offer with them after my internship so ended up accepting that so and yeah like you said that's going to make that transition a little bit easier <laughs> a lot of times when you don't know it's h- kind of hard to move on i mean don't get me wrong like leaving next week is going to be really tough i mean built a lot of great relationships down here but yeah so i'm going to go back home and start working obviously with the corona don't know exactly when i'm going to get to start but you know hopefully here within the next month or two Um, so I'll be working in project engineering there Amway does like all their manufacturing there up in Grand Rapids and it's really an awesome place for an engineer because they have five different like plants they got like a powders plant like they make lotions and stuff cosmetics uh, toothpaste and they're making energy drinks now so there's a whole bunch of different things I'll have a chance to learn about and get to work on and you know as a project engineer I'm going to Get to do you know four or five six month up to a year or two projects in each of those different plants and bounce around so it'll be a great experience to be exposed to it all.
2: It'd be really cool if you got to work on energy drinks because you know two two of our, our support staff members you, know, you got Ryan Shane who's a you know avid consumer of energy drinks and you've got Elaine Wanstreet who's an avid opponent of energy drinks so those are two people you could really lean on as yeah. you, as you were to develop that project.
1: <laughs> yeah i'll have to bring some uh excess back down here and see if she likes that i i know we had to talk with about our vitamins and she's wondering are those fda approved or whatnot i got them got them right here neutralite it's a good brand <laughs>
3: He is a company man. You yeah, see I love like, that? Hey,
0: love you it. He
2: got the plug in there and
0: everything, <laughs> just just like
2: that. I say that the Amway for marketing purposes.
3: Right. Love it.
0: No doubt. Get you a raise before <laughs> you even yeah, start. As I
2: say, raise before you begin. <laughs> you
3: know, and the funny thing is, is if he can get Elaine convinced on this energy drink thing, you know, he'll have really done something.
0: Well, then uh, they uh, move so. him over to marketing. I was going to say, <laughs> if,
2: if he can convince Elaine, he needs to give up being an engineer yeah, and move into like sales on and hurting. marketing.
1: Like, carbonated drinks I mean she was on us a lot in season even for like carbonated water or like diet pop I mean you gotta understand like when you're cutting weight and you're thirsty like a carbonated drink tastes like three times better than just regular water I don't know if she (laughs) we gotta make her cut weight and then drink some carbonated water give her some bubbles huh
0: yeah
2: (laughs)
3: water with with carbonation without You got to rate them. That'd be all right. I'd
0: be down for that. We
2: learn new things every day about cutting weight.
0: No kidding. No kidding. (laughs) I I think that we might have a future segment, uh, taste testing, carbonated versus non-carbonated, zero-calorie drinks. I love it. Bubbles
2: versus non-bubbles. I dig it. It sounds like a great show to me.
0: (laughs) Nate, uh, how did being a great wrestler help you in the classroom? A lot of times you'll hear, you know, how did – how did being a being a great student help you on the mat or on the court or whatever? But how, there's a flip side to that. How did it help you excel in, in such a tough major?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think I'm really seeing it right now in this last month with corona. Like, literally had nothing, just wake up and can do s- school on my own whenever I want. And I'm seeing, like, it's a little bit harder to, like, keep that whole structure. And, you know, when I had lift it in the morning then practice in the afternoon I only had a limited amount of time so like it really helped me keep a regimented schedule and like dialed in like okay I gotta I gotta be focused on my school and get this done now and have my priorities in line and now even though I have all the time in the world it's like it's so easy to like put things off now Mm -hmm. but you know just remind myself to get in the habit of you know making a routine whatever it is like it's easy to like think back like whatever I'm doing right now, working on school or whatever, it's going to be easier than having to fit two workouts in, you know, during the day and not have to deal with cutting weight or whatever, not. So it really gives some good perspective now here, moving forward. So I think that's the biggest thing, just like putting some schedule and like giving yourself some priorities to make sure you get things done in the classroom and take care of your other business. That way we always talked about, you got to like have all that stuff taken care of if you're going to, Be successful on the mat and be a good wrestler so good
0: stuff it's been
2: uh it's been pretty incredible Nate to watch you do all this stuff um I know obviously coach appreciates it um but I know Corey and I have gotten to watch a a ton of you wrestle and and um you know I think we're we're both you know you talked a lot about being grateful and you talked a lot about um you know appreciating the journey and and every step along the way and I, I think that we've all gotten to enjoy some pretty cool moments with you. So, so thanks for, man, thanks for being a Boilermaker. No oh, doubt. Yeah.
0: No doubt. <laughs> um, also, I, before we move on, I don't know well, if you, go. I don't know if you watched your two classmates when they were on uh, earlier, earlier this week or not this week, earlier this quarantine. Um, <laughs> but sad, both, but true. Both Christian and Dylan, side of the Rutgers duel is their favorite moment from this year. So we are, yeah. we are three for three uh, with you. No, There's was was, something
1: special about that for sure. And that's phenomenal. just like a, especially Parker, like that's a moment of a lifetime. Uh-huh. I mean, that's why you do it. Love it.
2: I just had a great talk with Parker last night and we talked a little bit about the Rutgers duel and about how that all went down. And it's funny because like you guys all cited it the same way. It was, it's a team thing. It wasn't like, you know, you had a great win. Parker had a great win uh Dylan and Devin had great wins you know obviously a really low point for Christian but at the end of the day like you guys just all focused on the fact that like you you went into a hostile environment and came out with came out with the win
1: yeah it's so much more fun to like enjoy that feeling like with with your team you know in the locker room afterwards and even like when you individually get like a big win so
3: yeah. And you rolled that kid pretty good. I, the way I remember it, I mean, there was what three, three, maybe four takedowns in that match where you, and you rode him hard. I mean, that was, that was big for us to get off to that start, you know, momentum in those kind of environments are real. It's a real thing. Right. And, um, and to go in and, and Nate, you know, uh, shut the crowd up, so to speak. And then, and then uh, Kendall came right in after him and it, and it set the tone of, yeah, this, we're here and we're going to fight and we're going to, we're going to go. So I thought that was a great start for us with Nate leading, leading the duel off. You know, they wanted to draw and, and, you know, obviously Devin, another, another Michigan guy, right. Um, Usually leads us off and gets the ball rolling, but this time it was Nate and, and he really did a great job kind of throwing momentum on our side right out of the gate.
2: Coach does that speak to, you know, we've heard multiple members of your team talking about that being one of the highlights of the season. Um, which is a big deal considering how many other great things we did. You know, went out to Vegas, had a great tournament, had a good tournament in Midlands, fifth at Big 10s. Um, How does that speak to the importance of the dual meet in the sport? I mean, kind of a a little bit of an off-the-wall question, but I I think we've talked about this before, and, and I think this is a good opportunity to bring it up again. You know, when the guys thrive in that kind of atmosphere, like how much does it speak to the importance of the dual meet in wrestling?
3: No, I think uh, wrestling needs the dual meet. I think it's huge. Obviously, we we value the end of the year, right? I mean, Nate even talked about, like you value the opportunity to be an all American, to be a national champ, right. To, to finish your year, the way you want that we, we value that. I think that's a huge part of our sport as well. But I mean, when you're talking about an environment and bringing casual fans to the table and creating rivalries, you know what I mean? Creating events that, that people will watch and talk about. I I think the dual meet is great for that. And um, so I think that's something we need to continue to try to grow in our sport. We talked earlier, the numbers for BTN this year, right, were were fantastic. We were the third-ranked sport on BTN wrestling was, Nate. I don't know if Nate knew that. So, you know, it's growing. The dual meet is attracting people and viewership. So I think it's something we have got to continue to try to emphasize. And you've heard the thoughts of the the, the guys in the battles, you know, we've heard from Christian and Nate and Dylan, they all loved it, right? That environment was awesome. So, you know, I think it's definitely uh, something that we need to continue to emphasize and grow uh, to, to grow the sport.
2: It's been a lot of fun to watch uh, the Boilermaker rewind on Mondays. You know, we've been putting we've been putting the replays of some of the big duel wins from this this year. I, uh, you know, bring up Rutgers. I watched that a couple weeks ago. watched Watch Nate's big win out of the gate. Um, watch the watch. I watched a little bit of the the win at Illinois on Monday.
3: Yeah. Um, uh, you guys had me yelling at Nate uh, in that duel this Monday too. I just want you to know it was probably the last time I'm yelling at Nate. Right. I, I Monday we had the we we
2: we uh, had the
3: leg. We had it up once. We chased it to the edge. We needed to get you know. Yeah. I, I was I was sitting there all over again. I was yelling at the screen. Get the foot up. Drag him back in. Did you watch that, Nate?
1: What's did
0: that? You, no, did I didn't want to. Yeah. Okay. He, he
3: lived That's
0: it. He good. doesn't this need to see it again. This is why I got the.
3: This is why I <laughs> got the gray hair, guys. I mean, this is it. You know, I, had, I, I relived it twice. So, okay. I'm glad people are watching these things. But I'm telling you, it's uh, it's 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 making me go gray real
2: fast. Corey, we we can rename it from the boilermaker rewind to the Ursland torture session. I love it. We'll
0: we'll do that for next week. Although there won't be a lot of won't be a lot of torture watching. Is it Maryland next week?
2: Caption for next week, as far as like (laughs) another opportunity to torture Coach Ursland as we replay Uh, this one. Actually, uh, Monday won't be as much of a torture session. It's the Maryland duel.
3: Oh, there you go. Yeah, Yeah. that was that was a little a little easier duel to handle for
2: sure. And you can, uh, I mean. You know, if you want to yell at Nate, Nate wrestled in that one. You had a chance, you know, you got an opportunity to yell at Nate one more time.
3: Yeah. No, he he controlled from start to finish uh, in that match. So, you know, my, my blood pressure didn't get too high. He, he went out and uh, took care of business. That was that, that uh, Illinois duel, man. We had the foot up. And, I mean, you know, those. You know, listen, as a competitor, those are the ones you want those matches that the other team thinks they're going to get. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. those are the ones you want. You know, we obviously you look at lineups and and you got to go wrestle. And I know I'm getting off track here, so I apologize. But like those no are the ones. Here. Those are the ones you want. You know, I was like, I wanted that one bad. I knew Nate uh, could win. You know what I mean? And was going to have a good good chance to win. Uh, and and man, that that was that was one that that we wanted. I, I wanted. I, mean, I know Nate wanted it, but um, you yeah, know, that's why I found myself like, let's get the foot up, pick the foot up. You know, don't don't chase it to the ground again. <laughs> And then he got to the he got to the edge on us. I'm sorry.
1: No, I know. It's tough for me too. Uh uh would have would have been cool to get one of those last ones. Yeah, yeah. We <laughs> were right like there, man. Up weight when nobody expects you to win. That's fun. But Yep, yep. Those are the ones you
3: you you really want. So anyway, uh no, Nate, I I you know, I joke, right? But it, it was it was a lot of fun and, and uh you know, you gave everything you had and I and that I appreciate that. So um You know, looking forward to watching what you're going to do next, bud.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'll be back. 100%. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You better Uh, come back. A couple other cool – We're close enough, that you better come back.
2: (laughs) Yeah, he'll
3: be
0: back.
2: He'll be back.
0: Uh,
2: A couple other cool things going on in the wrestling world. Want to hear what both uh, Coach Erzlund and Nate think about the fact. um, There has been a lot in the last year – there's been some postgraduate movement amongst uh you know regional training center athletes guys leaving their alma maters, which is t- typically you know a lot of guys stay and they train where they where they went to school um leaving their alma maters to go elsewhere to train uh most recently you saw Thomas Gilman leave uh Iowa City to go out to penn state um Kyle Snyder made a similar move within the last year uh Jaden Cox now at Ohio State um you know guys guys jump uh Uh, Derringer just went up to Michigan um you know you're you're starting to see some guys move around it's a new uh new landscape in the sport and really curious uh you know coach what you think about that and and what that possibly does for wrestling
3: you know it's it's interesting I, I mean listen there's some some good points there because obviously uh having opportunities to train as a post-grad is a big deal It, it, it helps these guys chase their dreams for world championships olympic you know uh gold medals those those things and that's that's all great for our sport and gives these guys opportunities to to train um you know it will be interesting to see though is this kind of an anomaly or is this going to be the wave of the future so to speak where you know it's kind of more more of a uh you know, free market, you know, on, on all of these guys, you know, because I am still a big guy. You, you like loyalty. You, you like to, you know, um, you get connected to these guys. I mean, we, we've talked to Nate, you know, I'm forever connected to Nate, you know, want to see Nate do great things and we'll always care about Nate and what he's doing. So, so those relationships are, are, are tight. Um, so I, I'll be interested to see, you know, is this, like I said, is this just a year, what, kind of thing? Or is this something that is the wave of the future? Uh, no doubt RTCs in my mind are And then they give these postgrads places to train and, and sharpen their skills as they ch- chase dreams. 100%. Uh, you know, it's a good thing, but is this going to be kind of a, a free market now on, on people? That's where I'm not sure. Is that a good thing or not? Or what will it look like in the future?
2: What do you think some of the why do you think some of the movements are happening? Do you think it's, um, you know, conflicting, conflicting training partners that are going for the same weight? Um, is it financial, financially related? Is it guys that think that they have, you know, uh, they've hit their ceiling in a certain location and decide that they need another challenge somewhere else? Is it all of the above? Like, what do you think is going into some of these decisions?
3: Well, I think you just probably laid out, you know, what, what it is for most guys, you know, and I mean, honestly, I, it could be money right you need money to pay your bills support your family and so financially that could play in sometimes you have and this is all speculation by the way with guys you've mentioned I I certainly don't want to say that anyone left for any of these reasons but you know two guys in the room going for the same spot that could be that could play part of it you know what I mean only one guy is going to have a chance to live their dreams and you know it's not always you want to be in the room with the guy daily that you're going to have to be maybe for the for the spot you know it's could be training partners. I need more training partners, you know, or diverse training partners or, you know, I've plateaued. And so now it's good to make a change in my my training. So it, it, you know, it's speculation, right? Uh, That's why I'm not saying that it's any one of those guys that we've mentioned, but those are factors. I know that come into play with everybody, you know what I mean? So uh, I think it, it, you know, you see a guy like Burroughs who's had numerous offers and I, and I, I'm using him again, but you know, I go back to what I know, Know what you know. you yep. yeah, he's, he's just yeah, obviously showing a ton of loyalty. He's had a lot of both money and partners and situations thrown at him and he's decided that he's very comfortable at Nebraska. He knows what his training is, what it's going to be. And then he's taken that route. So, um, you know, it's, you know, it, I don't want to go too deep into it cause it would be a lot of speculation and I, and that's not fair always to guys, but all of those reasons can be, be factors, you know?
0: I, I Nate, think, as a go, go ahead. ahead, go ahead, go ahead.
3: No, I just I would like it? to hear what Nate has to say about it. Yeah, from that's what like, I was going to ask Nate. You know, Nate,
2: Nate's a guy who's 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 not going the postgraduate route as far as wrestling. He's he's got his job. He's moving on. He's going to be a full-time fan of the sport. And so I was, you know, what what are your thoughts as far as you know some of these guys that are that are moving around and shaking it up and doing it a little
1: different? Yeah, as an athlete, like I can certainly uh, see it from the training perspective. I mean, hypothetically, if I was doing it, I would probably choose to go somewhere else. I think change is good. I mean, not that, you know, anything's wrong with what we're doing here, but just to go change it up, uh, get some new perspectives. You're always learning in the sport and, you know, to get exposed to some other partners from other coaches would be great, especially just making that transition. Like the past five years, I've been with this team as an athlete and then, you know, jumping into that, you know, competitor slash coach role might not always be easy right away. But if you go to a completely new team, you know, hey, we're bringing in this new athlete who's going to be working and training and helping you guys out, might be a little bit easier to shift gears like that.
0: That's a good point.
1: Yeah, that's, that's an interesting
3: perspective, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, I've always, I've always thought it's interesting that guys um, going from, like, you, you brought it up, Nate, and it's, it's a great point going from teammate to coach in, in the same room, I think would be incredibly challenging from a, you know, these are guys that you used to you know, yeah. hang out with on a daily basis. And now all of a sudden you're expected to be kind of an authoritative type figure with them. Um, and that could be incredibly challenging, uh, especially for somebody that's, you know, 22 or 23 years old.
1: Yeah. And like I said, I mean, going to like when we brought, Jake and you know it's like okay here's our new coach you know he just graduated I was wrestling 149 with him like my true freshman year when he was in there but it's <laughs> still like okay here here we got a new guy and he's gonna be our coach okay I've never met him before I never talked to him before but it's coach Souf.
2: <laughs> <Coach Suf? Yeah. laughs> that's good uh Corey you got anything else for this
0: week um no, my only thought on the on the RTC thing was, uh, you know, it allowed, that that sort of level is is kind of it's kind of the main uh, avenue for professionalism in the sport for to be a professional wrestler to to do it for money. And in all pro sports, we see free agency. Uh-huh. Um, it's usually when when there's uh, that's kind of what this is. You know, you you shop around, you see what the best opportunity is for you and your future and your family and that's what you do and i think it's so stark because there was this glut of it you know a lot of people doing it all at once so it kind of got everybody's attention but i think it's i think it's overall a healthy thing you know for for the sport for the for the future uh, for it's, these guys and for the sport
2: it's interesting to hear you make the comparison to pro sports across the board and the fact that you know free agency is a obviously a very real thing in in you know baseball football basketball so on and so forth um and it's uh obviously even in recent years it's gotten even crazier you know yeah. huge sums of money being thrown at people to change locations and you know we just you know i go back to the last dance again cuz that's what i've been watching on tv but like you see these guys that spent their entire careers with with teams you know magic johnson was always a laker larry bird was always a celtic jordan was almost always a bull
0: mm-hmm.
2: um you know these guys. I mean, he was always a bull. He was always a bull. <laughs>
0: um,
2: that's obviously shifted considerably in today's landscape of, of professional sport. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony, do you do you get worried that we're we're headed that direction? Do you think that matters? Uh, you know. Yeah. No. I
3: I think you know, and, and as a coach you know, it's, it's a little different maybe for me. Right. Um, like I said, cause you get really attached to these guys, you know I mean? It's, it's hard. Like, so when, when you see a guy go, that's, that's a tough thing. Right. I mean, there's so much personal investment, um, time, energy, emotion, you know, blood, sweat, and tears, however you want to phrase it, that, um, that I really value, um, you know, uh, keeping guys, as long as it's good for them, right, keeping guys home, so to speak, okay, so I do worry that people just jump too quickly, Um, you know, then it's hard to, it's kind of hard to build You know, on your foundation, you know what I mean? And you want to keep building, you know what I mean? I mean, if Nate wanted to continue to wrestle, I'd try to keep Nate here, you know, just like I want to try to keep Dylan Leidy here. I want to try to keep, uh, you know, Christian Bruner here, you know, because you want those guys that you've really seen put in the time and the efforts, um, come and, and 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 do well like david bediah you know let's use somebody that everybody can relate to you know he's he has purdue roots and he's stayed and he uh continues to dive internationally and represent himself and purdue so so i like that aspect of it um you know and that's why i kind of like how nebraska does it. it's a smaller model but like i said i absolutely want opportunities for these guys for our sports I think that's huge. Uh, Internationally, we want to continue to chase gold medals. And so uh, I'm all for giving these guys opportunities and and helping them be in the best situation they can. Uh, I just, for us, though, I want Purdue, you know, I want Boilermaker RTC to be as good as it can be. So we give these opportunities to anybody who comes through here to win world titles, uh, you know, uh, Olympic gold medals so that's that's where i come from you know it's, and it's probably a little different perspective um like i said it's, for me nate that was a different perspective than i would take of it you know he went to you know i'm teammates with these guys if i stuck around what does that relationship look like you know what i mean and that and that's a valid point it is you know what i mean um so it's, like i said that was an interesting perspective to me but i do want to see or have the ability to keep these guys here and help them because you're so invested in them anyway
0: makes sense to me great conversation <laughs>
2: well I think uh I think that's about all we've got for this week um Nate thank you for joining us uh like I said before thanks for thanks for being a great member of this team and and, and being around the last five years um I know I've enjoyed my time you know getting to hang out with you and stuff and uh you know coaches spoke at length about how much he appreciates you So, um,
1: you know, thanks thank for you thanks
2: for the time on the podcast, man.
1: As first first podcast I've ever done, so I can check that off, and <laughs> it's fun. Now you're a veteran. Yep.
3: Well, Nate, I, I would uh, say you know after ten or two, just be safe. I know you said you're going home here, uh, you know, in a little bit, uh, so be safe in your travels, and uh, we will get you down here to uh, do those pictures in the wrestling room, and and yeah, we've got to yeah. we got to go out for lunch or coffee yeah. or something as well, so. <laughs>
1: Yeah, something. <laughs> or you can do a Skype copy. I don't know. <laughs> All <laughs> right, I'll be <love> back.
3: <laughs> All right, buddy.
0: Nate, thank you. I echo the thoughts of uh, my compatriots here. It's, it's been a pleasure, and we will leave it there. We'll catch you back here. Everybody will catch you back here next week on the Always Aggressive Podcast. Boiler Up.